Welcome to Transforming Minds, Transforming Lives, a podcast series of RCCG Living Spring Pittsburgh. Stay tuned for our senior pastor, Boyga Esson. Mark chapter 4 and verse 26, we share briefly on the topic, Creating Your Future. Mark chapter 4, verse 26, and he said, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground and should sleep by night and rise by day, and the seed should sprout and grow. He himself does not know how. For the earth yields crops by itself, first the blade, then the head, after that the full grain in the head. But when the grain ripens, immediately it puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. Is my prayer your harvest will come in the mighty name of Jesus? Is my prayer God will surprise you and it will do you good in Jesus' mighty name? Brethren, I'm sure you know that God has woven into creation the law of seed time and harvest. It's a divine order. It doesn't matter who you are, it will work for you. The law of seed time and harvest, the law of giving and receiving, whatever thing you sow, you will reap. The Bible says God is not mocked. Say, don't be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that is what he will reap. Say, some people sow to the flesh. They just sow to just enjoy their self. They sow to their carnality. They sow to their pleasures. Whatever thing the flesh wants, that's what they give. And the Bible says they will reap corruption. They will reap ruin. They will reap destruction. Say, some people sow to the wind. Hosea chapter 8 verse 7. Some people sow to the wind and they also reap the wild wind. But if you sow to the spirits, if you sow in prayers, if you sow in Bible meditation, if you sow into the spirit, if you sow in evangelism, if you sow in serving God, if you sow in the spirit, say so you also reap eternal life. You reap life eternal. So that law works in every area of life. And that's why we all have to be careful what we sow. We all have to be careful what we sow. It is woven in creation. Where you put a seed in the ground, where you put a corn seed in the ground, maybe you put two corn seeds in the ground, giving the right environment, it will grow, it will sprout, it will shoot out of the soil, and before you know it, you have a maize plant full of several seeds. So the harvest is always much more, much more than the seed planted. You can't even compare them. So whatever thing you plant will come back in multiple folds, whether good or bad. The Bible says we all shall stand before the judgment seat of Christ to receive the things we have done in the flesh, whether good or bad. Whatever thing you have done in the flesh at some point in time is waiting for you because your seed creates the future. The future is in the seed. The future is in the seed. What I do today will determine what I get tomorrow. Today is the father of tomorrow. So whatever thing I sow today, that's what I will reap tomorrow. And when you are mindful of this, you are careful about life. Because life will always give you what you give to it. Life will always return to you what you have put into it. It's a law and it works. The Bible says as long as the earth remains, says seed time and harvest. Summer, winter, heat and cold will never cease. It will never. As long as the earth remaineth, you put something in the ground, it will come out. Whatever thing you sow is coming back. Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 1. He said, cast your bread upon the waters. And after many days, you will find it again. So whatever thing you give life, whatever thing you sow, 
whether good or bad, is coming back. And you know, human beings are funny. Many times we think God, we take God for a joke. Some people exempt themselves. Hello, I'm a child of God. I'm under grace. And because I'm under grace, I exempt myself. What I saw will not come back. Uh, no, you are joking. <laughs> that law is a law, universal law. And yes, God's mercy may kick in at some point in time, but be mindful of what you sow. And you know, the seed packs the power to reproduce itself. As a matter of fact, the dictionary defines a seed as the beginning of something which continues to grow. Dictionary says a seed is the beginning of something which continues to grow. A seed is a source, is a primary source of growth and development. If you want to see growth and development, you have to plant a seed. The kingdom of God is like a seed. You plant it, it begins to grow. You go sleep, you wake up, you see it sprouting, growing. You don't even know how. There's a force of creation that makes things you plant to begin to grow. That's why at times when you see a whole forest can get burnt down. A whole forest can be engulfed by fire and cease to be. Over time, that same forest will grow back again. It's a force of creation. So when you are mindful that you are deliberately planting seeds that are good, there's no way how you not create a glorious future. It's my prayer you create a glorious future in the mighty name of Jesus. Because whatever thing you want to see in the future, start planting the seed now. Whatever thing you want to see in the future, start planting the seed now. As a matter of fact, in the Greek, there's the same root word for seed and spam. It's the same word in the Greek language. So in other words, seed and spam, they're synonymous. Plant a seed in the womb of a woman, and that seed germinates. And you know, the seed of the man actually contains the DNA. It's my prayer God will help us. We shall plant good seeds in Jesus' mighty name. There are some common seeds that we plant that is very important for us to be mindful of. I mean, the first one is thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is very, very key. The Bible says in Psalm 67, verse 5 to 6, so let the people praise the old Lord, let the people praise the, the earth will yield and increase. That's serious. So when so much praise is going up, then the earth will yield and increase. When you are praising God, the earth will yield and increase. And there's what we call corporate praise. When the church comes together and praise God, oh yes, that's how blessings come down. That's why I pity people who habitually come late to church and never partake of the praise and worship. What are you giving God? Because when we gather and we are lifting up holy hands and our hearts are lifted to heaven, something happens. When something goes up sufficiently, when praise grows up, blessings come down. Thanksgiving is a seed. And when you praise God very well, you will see increase. When you learn to praise more than you petition, when you learn to praise more, seven times more, David was praising more than petitioning. When you take your time to worship God, the anointing will increase, grace will increase, your resources will increase, it will lift you and promote you, and that will be your testimony in the mighty name of Jesus. Thanksgiving is a seed. Never you forget that. It's a seed that you can use to get God at any point in time. Righteousness is a seed. Righteousness. That's right living, right standing is a seed. The Bible says in Hosea chapter 10 verse 12, Hosea 10 12, says, sow to yourselves in righteousness and you will reap mercy. If you sow righteousness, if you sow right living, then you will reap mercy. On the day of God's judgment, you will be spared where you learn to sow in righteousness. And righteousness, right living do you a lot of good. Sin complicates life. Wrong decisions make life very difficult. 
when you keep on making wrong decisions, it makes life difficult. The Bible says the way of the sinner is hard. So when you see a sinner, you don't envy them because they are digging their grave. And one day they will fall into it. But we thank God for Jesus. So as many as received him today, gave you power to become the sons of God. We have the power to live a righteous life. We have the seed of righteousness in us. And as we feed that seed in us, we will grow in righteousness. We will grow in righteousness. So we have the capability. We have the grace. God will not ask you to do what he has not put in you. God will not demand from you what he has supplied. God will only demand from you what he has supplied to you. So if God says, live holy, that means holiness is in you. That means you have the capability, you have the grace to run away from sin, to shun evil, and to embrace good. It's my prayer, we will love Jesus. And as we love him, we will stop loving the world in the mighty name of Jesus. So righteousness is good. The Bible says if you sow to the spirit, you will reap eternal life. If you sow to yourselves in righteousness, you will reap mercy. Say, break up your fallow ground. For it is time to seek the Lord, and he will come and rain righteousness on you. Of course, serving God is also a seed. And serving God will make you reap generational blessings. Maybe I'm standing because of what my father and my grandfather did. My grandfather was a serious herbalist. He was a witch doctor, a feared one. And one day he went to a crusade, and the man of God preached. He went there to test powers. So when he saw this man bragging about Jesus, bragging about Jesus, he was sending demons to the pastor as he was preaching. And the thing couldn't affect the pastor. So after the service, he went to meet the pastor and said, ah, I was trying you. What power are you using? Long story short, he gave his life to Christ. And he came to my village and said, no more idol worship. We are now following Jesus. And he started a church. He said, look, we are no longer worshiping Satan. We are now going to start worshiping Jesus. Started a church and the church was growing. And my father came on the scene, and that small church, he built it single-heartedly. The church is still standing today as an edifice. You know, when I was in college, I was reckless. But I kept on seeing God sparing me. I kept on seeing God favoring me. I kept on seeing God rescuing me. And when it was time for me to give my life to Christ, I gave my life to Christ. I was at the precipice. I was gone. I was a young man. I had fried my brain with marijuana. And I was close to going berserk. And that was when God picked me up. So you see, when you serve Jesus, it affects generations. The Bible says that when Abraham was paying tithe, Levi was four generations from Abraham. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and then the 12 sons. Levi is one of them. The Bible says when Abraham was serving God, paying tithe, that Levi was in his loins. And that qualified Levi to also receive tithes as a priest. So you see, when you serve God... It affects your generation. Many people will make careful because of what their father did or what their forefather has done. But you can be a progenitor. Maybe you are not as fortunate as me coming from a godly background, but you can start something good in your family. My grandfather started something good. He stopped idol worship. He said, look, we are not following Jesus. He started something good in my line. My father got it, built it up. And today now, even my cousins, they are pastors. These guys were reckless. My cousins were reckless. They were drunkards, and now I saw them becoming pastors because of their grandfather. So you can start something new in your family line because as you serve Jesus, it's being recorded down. So you're serving God is a seed, and when you serve mankind, 
with a pure heart, you are also serving God. And when you serve God, you reap a harvest of generational blessings. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, 58, say, be steadfast. Say, be unmovable. Say, always abound in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain, your labor in the Lord is coming back. Timothy, his grandmother, served God, and that qualified him to also be a priest. Is my prayer your generation is blessed in the mighty name of Jesus? Is my prayer you'll be a joy to many generations in the mighty name of Jesus? Is my prayer you'll be a progenitor of something great in your family, in your line, in the mighty name of Jesus? Is my prayer your grandchildren, they will celebrate you. They will remember you and they will celebrate you for who you are in the mighty name of Jesus. Of course, money is also a seed. Money is also a seed. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6, the Bible says that whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Say, so whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. He was talking about money. Paul was talking about money in that place. That whatever thing you sow, you will reap. And you know one thing about money is that because God is sovereign, I've seen people sow money and they reap favor. I've seen people sow money and they reap divine intervention. I've seen people sow and they reap divine intervention. And you know somebody said, if you keep doing something over and over and you expect a different result at some point in time, he said that's the definition of insanity. You see, I've seen this thing work. Seed faith is amazing. I saw people build God's work and God build their life. I saw people who were down. I saw God raising them up because they gave sacrificially. But I would say those who sow in tears, they will reap in joy. So either God forth bearing precious seed, he qualified the seed. A seed is different from a seed. So either God forth bearing precious seed will doubtless come again rejoicing. Bringing his sheep with him. Psalm 126, verse 6. So God even qualifies the seed. That's why David said, I will not give to God what doesn't cost me anything. David was going to build an altar and then make a threshing floor. And because he was a king, this guy who owned the land, he was going to give it to him free of charge. But David said, no, 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 I will not take that land from you. It will cost me something. He paid 50 shekels of silver for it. Brethren, it is true that when you sow sparingly, you reap sparingly. But when you sow generously, you reap generously. A few years back, I was in a church, and God led me to raise an offering, and I raised the offering. I mean, after a few weeks, the pastor invited me back again. So I was wondering, why is this man inviting me back to back? Because there was a breakout of testimonies in the church. As a matter of fact, the pastor didn't tell me anything. But there was a guy I met in Maryland. He just came rushing at me. Oh, pastor, pastor, pastor. I said, I don't remember. You said, oh, I was in Delaware. So I'd been without job for many, 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 many years. But you came to our church. You told us to plant a seed. I obeyed. And that same month, that cause was broken. I've seen God prove over and over again. Pray over a seed and it multiplies. Sacrificial giving, open doors. We pray. Oh, yes, it's good to pray. It's good to pray, but if you have been praying and your prayer is not getting the results you want, then you have to change gear. You have to change strategy. And your strategy may just be to just sow a seed. Some years back, there was a lady who was my colleague. We were working together. She was believing God for a church for three years. And the church didn't come. 
just a call to her, look, why don't you just add fasting to this, your prayer? You have been praying all these years, no result. Just fast. Just change. Just fast. That same month that she fasted for seven days, she conceived. So you see, there's no magic about this thing. If you have been doing something over time, over time, it's not giving you results, then change strategy. I have a conviction within me. Those who sow in tears, they will reap in joy. It qualifies the seed. If it doesn't touch you, it doesn't touch heaven. If it doesn't pinch you, it's not pinching heaven. 1,000 bought offerings, Solomon gave God. Isaac sowed when he had nothing. That same year, he sowed in famine. I've seen this thing work too much because I know God will always come through. I know it. I've seen it work over and over. I've tested it. If you know that you have been waiting for God, try God. See what God will do. Try him. There's what you call seed faith. Your faith is also a seed. Where you wrap your faith around a miracle, where you drop something. That's what Anna did for God. It was a vow. Say, Lord, give me a son. I will give him back to you. It was clear. It was a vow. Say, Lord, give me a son, and I will give him back to you. And when she conceived, when she delivered of the boy, after winning him for a while, she took him back. She took him back at a very early age. And the Bible says, God bless Anna with other children. Our children were choice children. Nobody had anything about Penina's children. But because this woman sowed in tears, she gave birth to a prophet whose words never fall to the ground. Penina was there. Nobody heard about Penina's children. So how do you create the future? When you plant a seed, when you sow in tears, you will reap in joy. Your seed may leave your hand. It doesn't leave your life. Is waiting for you at the critical moment. He will speak. Cornelius' offering spoke for him. Acts chapter 10. This guy kept on giving hams. He kept on making sacrifices. He kept on burning sacrifices to God. And one day God said, look, this is too much. God organized salvation for him. He saw God in a dream. A non-believer. Brethren, God is not unmindful. Whatever thing you do for his sake, whatever thing you do for him, he will always respond. Don't shut your ears when they are talking about seed. Don't shut your ears. You may be missing a miracle. Stop shutting your ears when you hear about planting seed. You may be missing a miracle. And God will help us in Jesus' mighty name. So as I said, the quality of the seed matters. The quantity of the seed also matters. For if you sow sparingly, you will reap sparingly. The quality also matters. It qualifies the seed as precious. Psalm 126 verse 6, precious. If it's precious to you, it's precious to heaven. That widow just dropped a mite. She just dropped a dime and everyone responded. Because that was all she had. God doesn't judge you by what you actually give. He judges you by what you could have given. He judges you by what is left behind, not by what you give. Your miracle may just answer to a seed. And your seed is also a weapon of warfare. It's not just prayer alone that is a weapon of warfare. Your seed... The Bible says, bring all the tithe into my storehouse, that there may be provision in my house. He said, then prove me. He said, I will rebuild the devourer. That's, that's warfare. Say, I will rebuild the devourer because you brought your tithe. That's warfare. It's not just prayer alone that is a tool of warfare. Your seed, your giving, your tithe is also a seed of warfare. You can show the mouth of lions with your giving. You can rebuild the devourers that will come to devour your land through your giving. So it's easy to pray. Everybody can pray. Uh, you know, we pray, which is okay. The tougher one is your pockets. But it's also a tool of warfare. It's my prayer God will help us in Jesus' mighty name. It's my prayer God will come through for you. 
And as you hear the word of God, you will not turn deaf ears to it in Jesus' mighty name. The Bible says some people sow to the wind. Where you sow to the wind, you sow to nothingness. Where you sow to the wind, you just live life carelessly. When you sow to the wind, you are not living life purposefully. You are not living life deliberately. When you sow to the wind, you enjoy life carelessly. And what is going to happen in the future? You will reap nothing. As a matter of fact, you will reap a harvest of nothing. But that will not be your portion. But you see, Jesus Christ came to give life. He came to fix and to repair. I just told you about myself. I was gone. My brain was fried. I mean, it got so bad that I began to hallucinate. It got so bad I couldn't remember people's names. I had fried my brain. But God picked me up. David said he picked me up out of the Mary clay. So he set my feet upon the rock and established my goings. When you come to Jesus, he takes care of your life. He repairs you. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. You can bank on him. He's an ally that never runs out. David said... That when my father, my mother forsake me, the Lord will pick me up. He can pick you up out of the trash bin and make something out of your life. He can pick you from poverty and make you prosperous. He can pick you from a mediocre life and make you great. Is my prayer that will be your testimony in the mighty name of Jesus. So your seed creates the future. Your seed matters a lot. Your seed is your tomorrow. If you want to see something happen in the future, start planting the seed now. This world, the word of God is incorruptible seed. The word of God cannot be corrupted. Every now and then will pass away, not a jot of his word will go unfulfilled. So even as there's so much pandemonium in the world, you soak yourself in the word of God. Because that is our security in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for listening. And make sure you subscribe for more great podcasts.